Oh my gosh. We're recording again. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> Bethany's not here. It's me. But we have a uh an alternate. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of alike. Yeah. I'm loud just like she is. She yep. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> so, love you Bethany. It's been Almost a year since we put out an episode. Um, well, I guess we're going to put out another one before this one. But this is actually our 50th episode. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. So, Finding Strength Podcast, we're back. Here we go. Round two. I think this is like round three or four. Well, <laughs> technically it's like season four, but we didn't really ever finish season three. <laughs> Life, Life gets busy, man. It gets crazy. So we got um, the one and only Brindy K. Quackenbush hey. in the house. <laughs> Cue applause effects. <sighs> oh, no. <laughs> um, she's here. She's ready to go. She's ready to record and ask me questions and figure out what this is going to look like moving forward. I have been getting, for the last... While, I mean, year, obviously, but especially in the last uh, few months, tons of requests to start recording again. And I recently was on um, Mason's podcast, the 1090 podcast, and we're going to release that here as well. That'll actually come out before this episode, so hopefully you will have listened to it. It's a really good episode. Yeah. Hopefully you guys liked it. Um, It's got a lot of stuff on it. So I'm sure this particular episode, we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And some of the stuff that went on with that episode. But the big reason why we're recording again is because, well, you guys wanted us. We wanted it back. And here it is. It's here. In all its glory. <laughs> um, so we're going to give you a couple of things. Give you a quick update on what's going on. Expectations moving forward. Um, and, well, we'll just start with expectations moving forward. There are none. So don't expect anything from us. <laughs> <laughs> Because expectation just leads to disappointments. There is one expectation, though, oh. that I think we can okay. give our followers. What is it? Bethany will still be continuing the podcast and doing interviews with you with people. So she still will be a part of this, just not like every episode you guys done before. This is going to be a little different than your last two seasons that you've had. Yeah, it'll be different because the... M- way we're going to do it now is I'm going to record a bunch of episodes by myself um, with Brindy. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get Bethany on, still have some guests on as well. So it'll be kind of like a mixed bag and you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. We kind of like a choose your own adventure uh, podcast. It's kind of like real life. You don't know, know what you're going to get every day. No, you don't. So um, we're hoping too to get some feedback from the audience because we want to, you know, grow it again, I guess. I mean, we, I went on there and looked today. We have almost 50,000 downloads, which is incredible. That's pretty crazy, right? Especially being not recording for over a year. Yeah. Yeah. We still have about a couple hundred people listening to the podcast regularly. Um, I've been out on tour (laughs) (laughs) for the last year, two years, really, um, speaking all over the place. A lot of time in the Pacific Northwest, a lot of time, uh, in Idaho, been in Wisconsin. Um, where else was I? Texas. 
speaking, doing a lot of stuff with the first responder community, um, trying to get the word out about trauma and how to heal and how to get better and how to move forward even though it seems impossible. I've been doing a lot of work with families who've lost children, still doing that. And it's been um, quite the roller coaster. So we want to hear from you guys too. What do you want? Hit us up. You know, go on our um, social media stuff. You can find me all over the place on social media. A lot of you guys are friends with me on social media. If not, friend us. You can find us. If you want to get Brindy on social media, it's at Brindy K. Um, and tell us what you want to hear. We would love to give you what you want. So let us know what that is. Yeah, it would be super helpful so we can kind of guide this to what you guys want to hear. Yep. Yeah. I think um, today, though, what's on what's on the agenda? Um, so today I was thinking we could just, you know, kind of let our audience know what is to come. Um, I wanted to, you know, have Matt share his tools on here and stuff. So there's stuff that you guys can take home with you that you can use on a daily basis and, um, you know, get educated. That's one of Matt's biggest things that he likes to push is education. And so this podcast is going to also be educational. Um, you're going to learn things. You're going to learn, uh, therapy techniques. You're going to learn breathing techniques. You're going to learn how to do things instead of just hear stories. Um, and that will be things including mindfulness, Matt's favorite right now, cold showers. It's not my favorite. It <laughs> yes. just works really well, and it's super easy. Everybody gets all freaked out. Oh, no, the cold water. Like mm. it's, it's an incredible intervention that has an amazing amount of results, and it's super simple. You could do it. At, anybody can do it at any time. That's why I love it, because it's so effective. Yeah, but it's cold. I know. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should talk about. <laughs> Cold showers? Sure. Let's do it. No, we should. Okay. Okay. I got an idea. I got okay, an idea. Okay. Here's, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about distress and eustress. Okay. Have you heard of this concept before? No. Share it with me. Okay. So here's, here's the thing. So your brain is constantly creating chemicals. Your okay. Whole, your whole life is this big, long chemical experience. All day, every day, your brain is scanning the world and creating chemical inputs. Um, we are all the time experiencing chemical reactions in our body. That's your life experience is created through chemistry. And in the moments when you feel distress or stress, it's because your brain is creating some chemicals. Typically, those chemicals are adrenaline, cortisol, and noradrenaline. These three chemicals create different combinations and cocktails that you're constantly experiencing. And as you experience these different cocktails of emotions and combinations, you have different sensations, different feelings that arise in your body that you interpret, and then you act. Here's the hard part. Your entire life, your body and mind have been programming automatic responses. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 90% of your responses, day in and day out, are automatic, completely subconscious. You are 
totally unaware of how you're going to respond in a situation. Your body just does it for you. This is a beautiful, wonderful, amazing thing because your body just does stuff without you thinking all the time. Your mind just does stuff, creates thoughts, creates processes, creates behaviors automatically without you thinking. It's a beautiful, wonderful, amazing, very important capability that your body has and your mind has. The problem is this. What if that 90% of my behavior, what if those automatic behaviors are making my life worse? Mm. This is the conundrum, the problem of anxiety. Nobody wants to create anxious feelings. Nobody wants to create depressed emotions. But really what is happening when you're feeling anxiety, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling these things, is your brain is creating a chemical cocktail, usually combining three different elements, adrenaline, cortisol, noradrenaline. That's what you feel when you feel stress. So what you can actually do is you can change the way that your automatic responses happen by forcing yourself into distress. Mm. This is you stress. Okay, you stress. You stress. We, Good this stress. Is, this is what we are creating ourselves. On the purpose. The stress. On purpose. Through our mind, through our thoughts. Workout. Why do you go to workout? Because when I'm done, it makes me feel better. Why? Because I put myself through stress, I guess. You stress. I, yeah, me stress. You put your I put through, myself you through it. Yeah, I put yeah. myself through that hard working so out. And, you, stress, yeah. you stress is spelled E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. Okay. You stress. You guys can look it up. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. I never knew that. <laughs> so guess what cold showers are? You stress. stress. Aha. Yeah. So there's different types of stress. Distress, which actually has a different, different chemical cocktail. It actually has a different effect on the body. It creates negative, behavior, negative, I guess, um, outcomes. It, it actually, it doesn't necessarily harm the body immediately, but like long periods of distress, excess distress in your life mm -hmm. will create a lot of problems for you. Okay, so you said it's 90% of your, your, your mind and your body just automatically do stuff, right? So let's say you're behaving all day, you're, you're, you're doing stuff, behaving all day long. 100% of your behavior all day long, 90% of that is stuff that you don't choose to do. It oh. just happens automatically. Only 10% of your life you have control over. Okay, so I guess the question I have then, because that's a huge, that's a big number. That's, Massive. That's huge. You, we're pretty much not living our lives. We're pretty much just existing, and our automatic subconscious brain is creating our life experience. Okay, but what question I have for you is, where does that start taking place when our bodies are automatically responding in a way that we subconsciously don't know, or it's birth. happening subconsciously. Birth. birth. So is this happening You think through? a baby knows what it's doing? A baby has no idea what it's doing or why it's doing it. It's not making conscious decisions at all. It's acting purely off of instinct, right? So let's, for example, yeah. okay. So we go into the garage right now. If you were to go into our garage right now, <laughs> yes. you would find a plethora of animals. They're so cute. <laughs> um, if you don't know this about my amazing... Adorable wife. She loves animals. I do. I love animals. Yes. And animals are pretty cool. They're therapeutic. They are. There's actually research behind spending time with animals that it lowers your stress. 
That's why I have so many. (laughs) (laughs) So right now we have five adorable little baby kittens in the garage. They are so stinking cute. Yep. Nothing that those baby kittens do is conscious. Every single thing that they're doing is instinctual, 100%. So almost like survival, Mm -hmm. right? That is the 90%. Don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die? That is the 90%. Okay. That you and I are doing all day long every day. The 90% is developed in your childhood. Okay. And your responses to your holding environment. You've been conditioned to respond automatically in certain ways based off of how you grew up. Okay. That was my question. Yes. Because like we we're obviously we're responding in certain ways at 90%. That's so huge. So that's what I was wondering is this our response now as adults is what we learned as a child. Like maybe the first time we got in trouble or something and the belief that we made up of ourselves then. Yes. We still act that out as adults. Yes. Wow. Completely unaware most of the time. So therapy is becoming aware of that. Okay. Aware of how you see yourself, your beliefs, how you see the world, how you expect the world to be, how you expect yourself to be, how you expect other people to be. Well, and how you're uncovering that. Well, and also what about and how you have the world view you? Because we are all so worried about what other people think about us. Yeah. Where does that come in? Yeah. We've talked about this on the podcast before. So there's four versions of self. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. So we're gonna have to. We're probably gonna have to repeat this a couple of times. This is a, this is one of my favorites. This, this is, really is good huge. One. Yeah. This is a big deal. So there's four versions of you essentially. One, the person you think you are. Two, the person somebody else thinks you are. Three, the person you think the other person thinks you are. That one's deep. Four, who you actually are. So how do you figure out who you actually are? I think Mm. you don't realize it until the moment of your death. Oh, wow. So we're just... There's some heaviness for you. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just thinking in my mind, we're just constantly evolving ourselves to that person. Discovering So this is not my idea. This is, a, this is an idea of hundreds of philosophers, um, religious, you know, experts and, and proponents of, of thought for lots and lots of time, right? The whole thing that we're doing is this really beautiful self-discovery thing. I'm constantly just trying to discover who I am from a really massive pulled back, like meta level, we are all part of one giant consciousness experiencing itself, learning about itself. Now that's really super deep. We don't need to go into that. That's massive. But for us as individuals, what that means is my life's journey is to understand who I am, constantly discovering the truth about my nature. Well, and the first thing I thought of when you said that as us being a big, you know, conscious thing is I thought about connection. 
Right. It's how we discover who we are, right? By connecting with other people. The best way to learn about myself is to talk to somebody. That's really cool. Because as I talk to another person, I see a reflection of me. And I begin to understand really who I am by interacting with you. Because, I mean, you and I have a special relationship because, well, we share children and a life together and, and um, you know, we're married and we've been through an immense amount of insanity. We uh, fought to get here today. <laughs> yeah, 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 we have. Still fighting. And so when we converse, it's really powerful how much we can understand about ourselves just through our own talking, our own interactions. And so it's really important that we just talk to each other as humans. And that's why talk therapy is so healing. Um, one of the things that, that you learn early on in, in, in therapy, hopefully, if you got a good therapist who's helping you understand stuff, is that the chemicals that, you're, that you have in your body, the stress that's constantly being stored in your body, it kind of like builds up. And if you don't have like a release valve, it's going to build up and build up and build up and build up. And then you're going to explode. That's what anger is. Anger is a release of chemical stress, chemical emotional stress that you just blow up with. Right. So anger is necessarily not a bad thing. No, not at all. Not at all. It's actually a safety mechanism. But Mm. what we know is that what, what emotion really is on a fundamental level, emotion is chemicals. All emotions are created by chemicals being created by your brain, okay? An excess of stress chemicals, adrenaline, noradrenaline, um, cortisol in your body creates major problems in the body. Major, major, major problems. This is where you get autoimmune disorders. This is where you get PTSD. This is where you get anxiety. This is where, and then when it's super depleted, this is where you get depression. This is where you get all of the kind of the down problems is when you have a depletion of a lot of these chemicals, right? And, and serotonin factors in too. It's a big chemical as well. So does dopamine. Anyways, not, not to get too complex, but the idea is there's stress hormones and then there's de-stress hormones. These stress hormones and chemicals that are constantly flowing through your body if there's too much of them in your body, it's going to create problems for you. And you're not going to like the way you feel because these chemicals in your body are creating feelings, emotions. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn healthy ways to one, create a greater tolerance for these stress chemicals by using eustress, exercise, cold showers, um, hikes, time in nature, time spent socializing. These are healthy forms of stress, right? Moving, starting a new job. All these things are healthy forms of stress that are really good for you. Um, There are also ways that you can release stress. And this is called emoting, which we've talked about before. I love emoting. Emoting (laughs) is a beautiful thing because what emoting is, is it's a release of emotions. And there are a bunch of different ways to emote. One of them is angering. We just talked about it. When you get angry, you release chemical emotions, you emote. But there's a healthy way to release those, right? Obviously. For sure. Because I can get really super angry and furious and break stuff, and that's going to release chemical emotion, but that might not be conducive. That might not be helpful to me. Exactly. That's maladaptive rather than adaptive, right? Yes. Yeah. So the other ways that I can emote are talking. Talking is a really beautiful way of emoting. It gets things out. Another amazing way for emoting, and I have a feeling this is going to open up a can of worms, is crying. Oh, it's my favorite. 
Is it though? For me, yes. But it's your favorite way to emote. I oh okay I shouldn't say favorite but I will I had a belief of you, me you understand the I importance understand of it. the importance of it now because before I had this belief that I was I couldn't cry because I was a crybaby but I was always very emotional when I was younger always but I was ashamed I was shamed from like myself I had the feeling of shame when I would cry but as I've gotten older. And been married to a therapist, which is so great. <laughs> no, just said yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting into that. Um, I have learned that it's not a bad thing that I can cry, and it it's sometimes a is thing. a great release for me. It's and it healing. does, yeah. Well, and I love what you you talk about when you do talk about crying. For those of you who have not seen Matt. Um, do his speeches and stuff like that. I encourage you to come see him. He's incredible. And, you know, we will post those as we go along where he will be speaking and stuff so you guys can all know and join in. But um, you talk about when you cry, you literally are releasing, what is it again? Cortisol, right? From your tears. And adrenaline. And noradrenaline. And and it's literally releasing from your body. actually physically releasing stress hormones through your eye holes. You leak stress hormones out of your face when you cry. I can't believe I never knew that. That's incredible. Yeah, that, they need to teach that in elementary school. <laughs> yes, they do, because then it takes the shame away from crying. Well, the thing is, is your body's constantly cueing you into whether or not you have a chemical imbalance in your body, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. So if I feel a lot of discomfort and anxiety and stress, it's because I'm chemically imbalanced. I have too much stress hormone and I need to release it. This is my body saying, hey, you need to do something about this. Go work out, go release, go talk to somebody, go cry, go feel, right? Another one that people don't really like to talk about is is like a, is um, vomiting or purging, right? That actually yeah. has a major release that happens. So that's why, I mean, not to get too gnarly, but like bulimia, people who overeat and then throw up, there's like this really big chemical release Release. that happens. It is an emotional release, right? And a lot of times when I've done therapy sessions, when people have just thrown up, vomited in the middle of a session because they need to get this emotional, like stuckness out of them. A big element to like psychedelic therapy, because this is a big thing now, and I'm sure Mm -hmm. we'll get into this on the podcast. We'll probably have a whole episode on psychedelic therapy. Um, a big thing that happens, very, very common for people who go through a psychedelic therapeutic, um, kind of like a medicine session, uh, they'll vomit. They vomit very, yeah. very common. Like they purge vomit. They purge. Like they're it's, like it's they're purge. releasing so much that but they the hold on to. Yeah, the reason why I like to say this is because all of the things that have been mentioned, they're mm-hmm. all forms of purging, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Crying, purge. Yeah. Release. Yeah. Letting go. Talking, purging, releasing, letting go. Mm-hmm. Angering, purging, releasing, letting go. Oh, yeah. There are other forms of emoting as well. Those are kind of the big ones that I can remember off the top of my head. I think I'm missing one. If I remember, I'll, I'll make sure to say it. But I know exercising is a great form of emoting too. Sweating, getting it out. Oh, the other one. I, I remember what it is. Duh. It's breathing. Breathing. Yeah. How'd you forget that? That's like your favorite thing. <laughs> no, breathing is definitely one of my favorites, but yeah, just the simple act of breath work mm-hmm. is emoting. It releases emotions from you, chemical stress from you. If you can become an expert breather, and I know that seems like weird 
because it seems like, well, I'm already good at breathing. I do it all day long. No, you're not. <laughs> well, we just do it automatically, right? We breathe automatically, so it's like we don't put any thought to it because we automatically, our bodies just do it. Your, but Your breath is your direct connection to your stress center, to your nervous system. It is the only major vital organ system that you have direct control over. None of the other major vital organ systems do you have direct control over. Wow, that's incredible. So these breath works, we literally can, we can like dive into that system and reset it? You can... What, what do you, you do? You can create um, chemicals in your body with your breath. That's really cool. That's why you're always breathing. Yeah. Really loudly. <sighs> um, well, my, I have, I have, I have de- like deliberately expanded my lung capacity over the last many years because I do a lot of breath work. So I can hold my breath you for. You can hold your breath for so long. For so long. Are you at like two minutes now? I, well, I've held my breath for almost, I, I've held my breath for over four minutes multiple times. That is insane. Doing doing the Wim Hof breathing stuff because Wim Hof, Wim Hof. yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like the Wim the the breath work stuff has been around. It's ancient. It's been around for thousands of years. I mean, these these Buddhist monk guys go up to base camp at Mount Everest and they take their shirts off, and this is a test that they have to do. They have to do a breathing exercise. They put a wet blanket on their back and they have to breathe and heat their bodies up so that the towel on their back, the blanket on their back dries. That's wow. one of the many tests that they have to go through for this certain type of Tibetan monk certification process, yeah. I guess, kind of what is what it would be. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Man. So the, the breath can, basically what the breath is, it's, it's your furnace. It can heat you, it can cool you, it can jack you up, it can bring you back down. When you are in a stressful situation, the number one thing that every single person on the face of the planet should do is first ask this question. What do I have control over in this moment? Because the thing that's stressing me out is that I'm focusing on something I don't have control over. And the number one thing that human beings have control over in the moment, you want to know what it is? Breath. Breath. That's beautiful. Because you that there's your tool right there, guys. You have, there's a tool. Breath. And that's something I'm sure we're going to definitely dive into on a podcast. I want to do a, a whole episode on breath. Yeah. yeah. And to bring it back to cold showers, I will confirm that breathing is what gets me through my cold showers. For sure. A hundred percent. So I guess my last question would be is how do we help our followers with the stigma that comes around with emoting basically, you know, with crying and anger and, um, the negative ones, like how do we close out the view of what others think of us, right? We have those four views of how we view ourselves and stuff like that. How do we get past the point of the negative stigma against emoting? Um, that's a tough question because <clears throat> I, I don't know if anyone ever gets past it. Okay. It's more of an individual thing. I, I think... Based on your personality. Well, I, I'm I'm a big I'm a semantics guy. I really think words are very powerful, and the way we say things matters. And so, if my goal is to get past my desire to be perceived a certain way, I'm never going to have that happen because innately, 
humanness is wanting to be perceived in a certain way so that I'm safe. Because if there are certain ways that if you're perceived a certain way, you're going to be rejected. You're going to be left out, left behind. And so I do have to be aware of the way people perceive me. Is that my main source for self-esteem? No. How I see myself needs to be mainly derived from how I see me. Mm. But the problem is, is many people see themselves through the eyes of others. And they're constantly trying to interpret what this other person thinks of me. And that informs my sense of self. We have to flip that around and say, this other person is a mirror for me to understand myself, but it isn't my main source of self-love, my main source of self-esteem, my main source of really self-compassion. Oh, I love it. Which comes from within me. Yeah. And one of my, you know, there's there's a lot of really cool ways to say this, but um, Sadhguru, you know, we've read a bunch of his stuff lately. Yeah. Really, really cool stuff. If you haven't really read cool. Inner Engineering, guys, check it out. Awesome, awesome, awesome book. But, you know, he teaches in the very beginning of that book, the way out is in. in. Yeah. And that's what we're all desperately trying to find is a way out. And we're all trying to seek it outside of us. We're trying to get out of my body and I don't want to feel the way that I feel. So I'm going to go avoid my feelings. And I'm going to go run away from them and I'm going to go to this person and I'm going to go to them and I'm going to emote. I'm going to talk, 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 and then hope they get these feelings to go away. That is not the purpose. The purpose is to talk, 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 talk so that I can understand the way that I feel and that I can normalize the way that I feel so that I can understand that the way that I feel isn't wrong or bad. It's just part of my life experience. And guess what? You're supposed to feel like shit. You feel like shit all the time. That's normal. If you don't feel like shit and you think you're supposed to feel good all the time, you're going to be sorely disappointed and you're going to feel worse. Yeah. So the goal is to be able to be tolerant of my life's experience. Oh, I like that. And the more tolerance that I have in withstanding, dealing with stress and difficulty, the more capable I am of handling difficulty, the more content and fulfilled I am in my life. So it's kind of like taking requirements away is what I feel like you're saying, mm-hmm. like by, by being tolerant, right? Like don't have these requirements of how today should go or how I should feel today. The quickest way to disappointment is to create expectations. Yeah. This is like Tony Robbins. He's my, my, uh, I, you know, I've, I have all sorts of people that I just absolutely adore. He's at the top, very top of the list. You I know? think he was your number one. Top, top five, top five yeah. people who have been most influential. Definitely Tony Robbins. And that's, you know, some of my therapist counterparts kind of laugh at me when I bring up Tony Robbins because he's not a therapist and he's, you know, considered like, I don't know, what is he, like, pop culture he, guy or whatever, but he's freaking brilliant, he's man. He's brilliant. He's, he's brilliant. brilliant. And the stuff he talks about, right, it's, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. And he's very, very successful at doing what he does. Yeah. And one of his main things that he teaches is let go of expectations. It's beautiful. It's helped me. It's helped me a lot. It's huge it's because been awesome. you have this idea of the way things are supposed to go. That's never, ever going to happen. 
The way you expect things to happen is not going to happen. So stop expecting things to happen. The yeah. only thing you can expect, literally, the only thing you can expect, and this goes way back. This is ancient. Buddha taught this. The only thing you can expect is that things will change. That's it. There's really four things. I was going to say, there's like four things, right? Yeah. So there's the four inevitables, yeah. right? There's the four things that you know that will for sure happen, happen. Yep. which is you will be born, you will age, you, you will, will get sick, suffer. and you will die. Die, yeah. Resisting those four things creates suffering, according yeah. to the Buddha. Which is true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Those four things just happen. Yeah. I don't think we've mentioned those on the podcast before. Yeah. But the the goal is to expect that things are going to constantly change. And if I'm expecting change to happen, I'm not going to be surprised when things change. And if I'm not surprised when things change, I'm not going to be disappointed that things aren't staying the same. That's beautiful. Because I just feel like that's such a way that you can, you can live your life that way every day. And I feel like the emotional roller coaster won't be as high as highs and low of lows, right? Right. It's right. going to be somewhere in between, and you're right. going to be tolerant of whether it goes high or goes low. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. This is exciting. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for I'm, this. I'm stoked. This is going to be great. So we would love to hear from you guys. We want to know what you want to hear. Here's a short little tidbit, little half an hour episode. Give you a little taste Give of what's to taste. come. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Cool. Thank you for having me. Thanks for doing this with me. Thanks for pushing me to get it started. I love you. Love you too. And I'm excited to hear from you guys. Let us know what it is that you want. We would love, love, love to hear from you. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Finding Strength Podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. When you're always afraid, step out of line, the man come and take you away. We better stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Stop now. What's that sound?